Case back in the house. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> it's me, right? <laughs> Welcome to the Love Change Podcast. I'm back on track with all of you, with Amor. Um, he's been doing the show for two weeks by himself, and the last two weeks has been uh, very deep into reflecting the last couple of years and what we both have been through, um, which I think is a very valuable exercise. And if you want to um, check up on that exercise, you should look into the two last episodes um, to get an idea what we have been doing. And uh, since we've been doing it by ourselves um, the last couple of days, um, we wanted to talk about the value of it because we both uh, found a lot in it and would like to talk and uh, exchange our yeah, insights that we gained um, with this exercise. So that's what today's episode is going to be about. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This Love Change podcast is all about embracing all the changes that life has in store for us. If you're tuning in, you care about people being open and honest, shameless and taboo free. And that's what we uh, dedicate to be around here. One thing that's definitely not a taboo is fear when we're talking about love change. We're also talking about overcoming all the fears that we have from the past and for the future. Um, yeah, the, the exercise that uh, Kay mentioned is uh, available in last week's episode. If you look on YouTube, you can see it with an example how I did it. Basically, you go through the years behind you um looking through your photos if you don't journal and just make notes of events that were impactful for you in that year and after doing that the goal of the exercise is to really uh, acknowledge your personal development your growth of character throughout the years and to really take a good look at the biggest challenges and fears that you have as a person and what attempts you made to try and overcome them and to celebrate those. So after you've done the notes making, after looking at the pictures, you can transform that into a, a visual uh, representation mm -hmm. of a life phase for yourself. So what were you going through emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, even uh, your environment, the people you were hanging out with, your your digital behaviors, and uh, really take a good look at where you've been and connect some dots that we're going to do today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think for me also to see, um, because you, prop uh, you said, look at your pictures that you have stored in your whatever cloud. Um, for me, it was pretty interesting to look at that on one hand. Um, I didn't have my journals with me, so I needed to skip that step. Mm. But also to look at my social media. So looking at my Instagram account mm. was a different picture than the pictures that were on my phone. Which well, is pretty interesting. interesting. So I think maybe it's also something for, for you out there to check wow. that. Because for me, at that time, it was really something that I tried to look make it look like. To make my life and uh, my life look like I was super happy and everything was mm. jolly, which I wasn't. So there is a big gap between the pictures I have on my cloud and I have on my Instagram account. Wow. Wow. It's really powerful. Like the first year I started, like my initial idea was to start in 2017. Started doing that, and I was like, no, actually the loop really closes uh, when I start with 2016. 
And that year I traveled twice. I did two big trips. So obviously my Instagram is full of colorful, happy pictures, the beach, beautiful places, exactly. Super paradise looking like, and my, ins my inside world was completely opposite. So for mm. me, that start was already such a heavy, <laughs> heavy thing to realize um, that I was really That's daunted intense, by yeah. that to be like, wow, okay. Let's uh, let's get that straight first. Like let's really, yeah, acknowledge how far those two things were from each other. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's a big kickoff. Mm -hmm. So there is a big uh, learning in looking at what you shared with the world mm -hmm. uh, about yourself in a certain time and place, and then, like you said, like really looking at how you were doing what was going on mm -hmm. underwater so to say yeah i think it has a lot to do with how authentic you show up you know mm -hmm. how authentically you allow yourself to show up uh, of how you feel how your mental state is and yeah mm -hmm. how honest you're with yourself because the years afterwards especially after my burnout i really started to share mm -hmm. how i felt and all the darkness that was going on but before i would not have mentioned a word about it so mm -hmm. I think that was a very interesting insight for me to start that exercise. So that's the year that started? Mm -hmm. I started in 2016, yeah. How did you do that? Um, I really looked through the pictures, which were very, very little, because uh, at that time I was just working around the clock. So I don't mm. really don't have many pictures on my phone. Um, yeah, so that was number one. So I was like, okay, wow. And then I realized 2016 was really a big uh, change year for me because that was the year I resigned first from my job. Then they offered me bigger salary, more responsibility. So I stayed a bit longer. Mm. But that was already the first uh, year where I was like, I really want to change direction. I don't feel well where I'm at. Um, and it was such a big shift year. I really mm. wanted to go away, but it all just, yeah, it kind of, I was really trapped in it. I really realized how much trapped I was mm. because from the, from the outside, it just looked perfectly fine. You know, everyone was like, wow, you're having such a picture perfect life. Why would you be not happy? And mm. that state of mind made So me this was miserable. something that you already felt in 2016? Yeah. And you ignored your intuition and then... I didn't know where to go. I think that was the biggest thing. I knew I wanted to do something else. I, I talked about the quote today. Uh, if you don't know where you want to go, there is no exit. Mm. I think that's really a very proper representation of how I felt. I wanted to change, but I really didn't know where, what, how, which mm. direction. I met, met my coach back then also, talking with him about uh, a certain coaching direction to go. Mm -hmm. to like uh, become a coach in a certain direction but i just really didn't know which way i also felt too i didn't feel mature enough in the sense of life experience to do something like that mm -hmm. back then you know i really didn't feel ready for that but i knew something is uh yeah something needs to change and then getting the job offered here in amsterdam mm -hmm. felt like okay actually Maybe you're not on such a bad way because that job offer is really absolutely amazing. So I kind of made it fit into, it's not too bad, you know? Yeah, that's what you mentioned about leaving the place and then getting uh, lured back with more money. Yeah, And classic. then this was another version of that. Yeah, yeah but you get those things in life. Yeah, I think it's understand. normal, but yeah. I think... 
after the second job in Amsterdam, then you also still didn't know where you wanted to go. No. But this time, what was clear was that you didn't want to continue mm -hmm. on this path. Absolutely. Yeah, I think really um, 2016 was such an extreme year. Like mm. really the other directions I went were just all extreme. Um, doing my diving license, both of them super huge fear of water, fear of underwater diving, overcoming that. Just like so much crazy things. Really, like when I look back at it, I'm like, wow. You didn't have a direction, but you definitely did all the extremes. Mm. So that's what it was about. That's very common when we don't yeah. know where we're going. We just run in many different directions. That's how I always describe my phases in life was like, yeah, because I came from a place I didn't want to be. I really learned how to run, but I didn't mm. know where I was running to. Yeah, I just wanted away from where I was. Away from where I was is something I noted down as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then that doesn't really still give you a purpose or a direction. So. Yeah, in first place, you just want to be as far away as possible from where you were. Mm, it's a good exploration yeah. strategy. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's also no. in the process of trying different things that we discover what we don't want, mm -hmm. and then we try new things. I think the the key word of it is trying. Yeah keep trying keep trying keep trying like yeah. some people i talk to are like oh i don't know what my passion is i don't know what my talent is mm. it's not going to come when you sit your ass down and wait for it that's the no, point no you got to try something i think also for me the last years i tried so many things and uh, only through that i discovered what i really want to do mm. if i will be just sitting and hoping for for it to come to me i don't think that would happen so i think also to mm. Do those things and not judge yourself for whatever you tried. It's also a good thing, you know, because then you br it brings you closer. So running away brings you also closer mm. to where you want to be mm. because you definitely get far away from where you don't want to be. As long as you take the time to stand still and evaluate, mm. I think yeah. running away is a great thing. Yeah. If you do not uh, do that, but you hurt yourself in running away and from that pain, you also run away. And then it like mm. escalates into a spiral out of control. Yeah. Then uh, it's it's a bad uh, how do you say it now? It's a destructive mm. behavior pattern to run away forever. Yeah. Like if you always always run away, mm. then um, you're gonna also get removed from yourself. But mm -hmm. it is definitely important also in in reflecting in life. Like I used to always think that hardship and and struggle is part of who I am. Mm -hmm. I identified with somebody who was born to fight and, oh, wow. and that life is a hardship and that is my identity until the point that I wow. took the time and really went back and was like, hey, all these instances of hardship and difficulties, I did not go looking for them. They appeared in my life. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't say anything about me. It just said something about the hand that I was dealt. Yeah, and then you decide what you do with it. You have to right? do something with it, but yeah. to to it doesn't need disconnect the fact that like, yeah, I'm always on the run. You can say, yeah, I'm a friend of mm -hmm. yours, she's always moving. Yeah. And 
you think that that's who you are. Yeah, but yeah. actually, you identify with that absolutely. That's who you became because of something that happened to you. Yeah, and how you reacted and reacted again yeah. and reacted again to yeah. it, and then it becomes somehow a part of your personality. Or that's that's what, what you, you think. That's what exactly. you think. But it's truly interesting yeah. to stand still, and it's painful. It's confrontational. It's scary at times. It's yeah. it's definitely not comfortable uh, to stand still and be like, "What happened to me?" What are the mm-hmm. things that happened to me that initiated a whole bunch of decisions and and like like I asked you when when were the moments you experienced heartbreak? I think heartbreak is a big thing in people's yeah, life. Absolutely. That turns your whole direction and how many years have to pass before you open your heart up again? Yeah. Or um, anything in your childhood that you don't consider weird because it was just your childhood but actually if you look at it hey my family unit was disrupted my mom wasn't present my dad wasn't there i was left with other people um that's something that happened to you and you dealt with it and you adapted to it but uh, a lot of your personality traits got formed there and your a desire to please or your desire to connect all those things got influenced mm-hmm. there so it's such a subconscious part i really i really love the love example because mm. i think this is really such a subconscious uh, part that gets ingrained in us like if you get your heart broken you can decide that it was painful and but you want to face it again because you want to be loved you want love because that's an essential part of you or you can be like you know what i'm just strong by myself i don't need anyone to but truly to acknowledge me, the hurt that you experienced during yeah. heartbreak a lot of people are just like nah i never liked her anyways and then exactly. never never uh, <laughs> open up someone new. Like, yeah exactly but the point is like you really gotta sit down with that pain and be like what is the truth why am I telling myself that I'm just good by myself? I don't need anyone because maybe you're just bloody afraid of opening heart your opening your heart again. Yeah. But that's yeah, something you really need to great to talk about this love thing because like people have fears. Everybody has yeah. fears. And the two biggest fears people have, big top number one is uh, fear of not being enough. Mm-hmm. whether it's good enough smart enough pretty enough uh, whatever enough yeah. the second fear we have is the fear of failure and and how and whenever these two fears uh, come to be the why question for you personally mm-hmm. always has to do yeah. with some hurt some yeah. type of pain because that's the function of fear is to prevent hurt yep so <laughs> When you think of it, heartbreak is somebody telling you, I don't want to be with you. You're not good enough. You interpreting that as you are not good enough. No, maybe you're perfect, but not my perfect. Yeah. Okay. Don't match. But that part don't match. Don't match versus I'm not good enough. I'm stupid. Blah, blah. And I failed my relationship. Yeah. And then, boom, how many years later you still believe that or you're distance or you're only doing friends with benefits or all these instances of mm, how you react to pain. And that's mm-hmm. what's important when you're doing this reflection. Yeah. And that's something I find personally very difficult. What was painful for me that year? 
-hmm. Man, the list that comes out when you think about the painful things mm -hmm. and how little you allowed them to be a uh, part of your vocalizing how you feel and expressing that when you were going through it because pain puts you in that survival mode. And you're like, ah, I'm good. I'm just going to... I'm fine. Yeah, just keep going. Don't let Absolutely. people know that you're bleeding. All that stuff. This exercise, this reflection exercise really, really is good for flushing out a bunch of constipated emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't allow that hurt, if you don't give yourself the, 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 the physical ventilation of pain, mm -hmm. it is just bottled up. And that marinating the pain allows fears to exist. If you truly become a dramatic person who... When hurt, falls on his knees, prays, ah, why? and then just like let it out, mm -hmm. probably you'll walk away clean. Yeah. Okay, but we disapprove of that behavior. Mm -hmm. Everybody's supposed to be sterile and, and, and formulated I'm and well presented. Yeah. And like you're a problem or a case or a patient when you do that mm -hmm. other version. But a good friend of mine always makes fun of uh, him breaking down in the shower. That's the place he feels safe. So yeah, he's going through a lot yeah. of change. People are sick. People are pregnant. People, like, a, a lot of change. Have breakups. All of these things. And he's like, yeah, I just like, oh, break down in the shower. Yeah, that's a good place. It's perfect. Let, let, the, let, the, let the water wash, wash yeah. all of it away. But it keeps yeah. you resilient. And yeah. um, beautiful. even better if you have people who you can share that with. Um, deepens the experience, deepens the bonds that you mm -hmm. have, because that's also a thing that I, if I look at my reflections, yeah. how little of my pain I was sharing mm -hmm. with the closest people to me, mm -hmm. and um, how alone I felt in my pain. Mm -hmm. Like, truly looking at this reflection throughout the years, and I still had a mom and dad and a sister back then and plenty of friends, but feeling-wise, I was alone, mm. you know? Can you point out today why you didn't um, feel like sharing it? I mean, you definitely do I it today. I didn't feel like sharing it. Back then, I didn't feel safe enough to share it. I also had a lot of pre-conditioned um, thoughts about uh, allowing dark emotions. First of all, I was afraid of drowning in all those emotions. So to speak them out, the, the effect on yourself was the first barrier. Just, just acknowledging them to yeah. myself, not okay. even speaking them out. Okay. Like in the past, if you would ask me, what are your fears? I would have none. Mm -hmm. I would not know of myself what I am afraid of mm -hmm. because it was also bottled mm -hmm. up. So uh, if I look at the 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 growth that I have made throughout the years, definitely. Yeah, I got the picture four years ago. I, I just broke my leg. And uh, what happened three years ago and two years ago and one year ago. And now mm -hmm. every up and down that I have, I can share it with all my loved ones. Mm -hmm. Before, nobody really knew what my downs were. Mm -hmm. And now I, I, I know I have uh, always gotten up and that, It's actually easier and funnier and just way more of a together journey when you do share when you're down. Mm -hmm. Because being down is not like you're dying and bleeding. Yeah. 
And even if it is so, best to share it. But like to think that you should be ashamed of being hurt, ashamed of having feelings or, or feeling weak about those things is, is, is uh, definitely a big aspect of my personal growth. Mm -hmm. You know, last year when we met, I was at the Rainbow Project step. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm slowly, truly living that by being able to be touched by my emotions instead of uh, shutting them down. But yeah. still, my coach calls me out when I'm talking about stuff. She's like, yeah, you touch the emotions and then you run away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. think uh, she just met you recently. She haven't met you last year. so yeah, I But that's good. She can lift me to another level. Absolutely. She, 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 she doesn't settle for less. From my perspective, I would definitely say that you're much further. I am much further, but I, I aspire but to go. Space. Yeah, I aspire to yeah. go miles still. And I think for me also to see how my, um, for instance, this is where I started the reflection exercise for me was that the coaching business that I have, I'm happy with, but I didn't want to become a full-time coach. I want to impact a lot of people through mm -hmm. software. Yeah. I suddenly got reminded of my mission and mm -hmm. all those big things. And I was like, damn, I'm not doing anything with it. What happened? Why? Mm -hmm. And then I realized, oh, wow, last time I tried to do a technical startup, it so blew up in my face. Mm -hmm. First, I had a breakup. I had to go get a wheelchair again, got accepted to incubator. Technical partner left me. The, the whole emotional the, What's it called? The, the patent field. Mm -hmm. A bunch of money blew up. Nothing came out of the company. And... I uh, just rolled into the deepest depression in my life. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's going to be difficult to start a technical, technical company again. again yeah. If that was the last experience that you didn't even acknowledge that that was such a waterfall of tragedies yeah. piled on top of each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also the technical startup was one thing, but what happened all around created this emotional baggage that is just huge. So you don't think just of the failure of the technical startup whole, is this whole episode as a package is like pfft, back in that terror dome truly yeah terror yeah dome. absolutely <laughs> agree yeah yeah like these kind of reflections deserve time and i think the true value of them is that if there are instances that happen that made you hurt uh, hurt you and you let that hurt marinate and it's stopping you today mm -hmm then you can flush that out and 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 start facing your fears again mm -hmm. you know of course yeah doing a business with a high uh high what's it called guarantee or the, the odds of failure yeah startups technical startups 99 fails mm. it's just part of the business yeah that you feel yeah but if you have that fear of failure playing up with you because you got hurt that time that yeah. you failed. You didn't yeah. share it. You weren't surrounded by people who can be like, hey, this is okay. It's part of the game. Try again. Try another thing, mm -hmm. you know? And I think like this other fear of not being enough, that one like really folds it together that prevents mm -hmm. you from doing the things mm -hmm. that you were meant to do. Yeah, it's a very uh, 
impactful combination as such mm. not in a good way that's the whole point you know you're gonna what question was your, everything uh, what was your biggest uh, discovery in, in doing this exercise i think to really uh, um face in what a miserable miserable state of mind i was throughout the years i think that was the biggest uh, slap in my face That you realized how miserable you were yeah. all this time. Like really mentally, emotionally and how much I was still putting a happy face on and just acting as if everything would be fine. Mm. It really like, I think, you know, I, I really believe it's a good quality to be stubborn. I really, I was pushing through because I also was raised with like, you don't give up easily. And I also would feel shitty because I was like, I'm making so much money. I'm having such an amazing picture perfect career can i just walk away from that without mm. having anything so i just yeah I well, were was those the only reasons and, for your misery um yeah well, your work was making you miserable my last work in germany was making me extremely miserable yeah but especially mm. in combination of like i really was missing the why in that you know mm. like my personal why and sense of existence just was not covered by that especially not by that job like the mm -hmm. last one here in Amsterdam definitely building the team and building something was what made me feel alive again in that sense because I really could see the team mm -hmm. becoming something outstanding and the people outgrowing their own uh, capabilities Capabilities. capabilities thank you um so i think that was different but before it was just such a misery and i was just i was really running away in all the different all the directions but not knowing where running was, away from what yeah from facing all that situations what I situations just, the yeah job? my job how miserable i was mm. how much i was already in an eating disorder mm. how much i was trying to do more sports and more sports and how much i was shopping to make me believe that that would make me happy etc etc mm. going out having fancy dinners and then waking up on yeah on sunday sundays was my most hated day of the week because i knew i had time time was something i didn't want to have so mm. i would wake up and i would have the day to myself so what would i do latest in the early afternoon i would start working because so i was like i gotta work ahead for the week but actually no that was just bullshit i just didn't want to look in the mirror and sit with all those emotions you know so i think so that the was... thing that you didn't like was also the thing you did like yeah the running away from the job in the job yeah absolutely mm -hmm. super yeah loop yeah exactly loop. it's just uh dead end but but how uh, in, that sense. in that sense what i hear you saying is like what you discovered is how little of your feelings you were letting shine through yeah and how much of that are you doing today if you compare i definitely way more i think since really being away from i think the burnout really just like short-circuited something in my brain and really allowed me to completely start anew and find who I really am. Mm -hmm. And I think like, yeah, the, the whole journey and the whole development of the last years on paper, on sketch made me see 
that I really way less judge of, can I be this? Can I do that? Can I say that? I'm really way more being the person I am and I'm enjoying that. And if someone doesn't like it because I'm too much or whatever mm. to something, that's all right. Never wanted to be everyone's darling. That's mm. okay. Mm. But I'm really starting to be more myself. That's and a big change. It is a big change and it's not an easy change, mm. but especially in a yeah, very static environment, which corporate business is as such, I think... I always felt just so wrong. I just really felt wrong and not fitting in. But I also felt so alone. So what do you do with that? You try to mm. fit in, you know? And that was such a, yeah, such a force that was really tearing me apart. Mm. I think that was the that was the biggest. But at the same time, for me, also looking at all those many years, which is five years in total, made me realize how far... I have changed also. So I found that so much value in that exercise, you know. Like yeah, it you... gives you motivation and, and also just like sometimes you feel like things are not moving fast enough exactly. in the moment. Exactly, in that moment you feel you're super stuck. But mm -hmm. when you look at, when you zoom out and look at a year, you actually see a lot of development. Mm. Yeah. No. What was your biggest outtake mm. from that exercise? I think one thing definitely a lot of times I'm judging myself on my business progress. I'm like, hey, you're not achieving your goals and not realizing your dreams and uh, you're you're doing yourself short. Mm -hmm. And then I am not aware of how much health issues I have to deal with mm -hmm. in uh, over the time period. So when I was looking at it, I was like, well, I've been in so much uh, discomfort and pain so often and it's uh, so much survival just like what were you doing yeah. back then i was fucking surviving yeah yeah how many <sighs> years after the accident was really pure survival no even like i think after the accident i went full-blown work mode and i made great progress then yeah and then when one business ended then another failed and then i just spiraled out of control even when i was able to reach a big goal a big desire of mine was to retire before 30 to have my cash flow set up in a way that i don't have to work for money mm -hmm. so that i can yeah really work on businesses that require longer uh time spans to come to fruition mm -hmm. but the first year after reaching that i was working on three four different sinking ships of other people wow just because i wasn't willing to sit with myself because i also didn't stand still after my accident when i was 25 i was like fuck i lost a year to reach that yeah, goal at 30 so i was like just speed up more running and falling and crawling and literally just dragging myself uh to that point and when i got out that point i even screwed myself even harder mm -hmm. and then the year after that i broke my leg which forced me to stand still mm -hmm. so um definitely a hard learner definitely somebody who struggles with standing still and every time my health forces me to stand still mm -hmm. just like last month with the episode i had recently yeah 
just being forced to stand still. But I'm seeing that luckily every time uh, life is treating me more gentle, I'm becoming more understanding. Like first I had to break my neck, then I had to break my leg. And then once in a while I have to get sick in some other type of way. Mm. Um, to see with all the uh, discomfort, the value of standing still. Mm. When I, I think if I reach the point, not if when I reach the point that I uh, can tell myself, hey, it's well valuable for you to stand still mm -hmm. one day a week and mm. truly do that. I know I'm going to go way faster than I'm doing now. Why don't you do it? Yeah, because I come from far. <laughs> like, like literally. But I, the way you like, phrase it is like so clear. It sounds so clear. That yeah, but it would... requires me to truly, uh, like what you said, I've always deviated from the standard. Mm -hmm. But still, like what I was talking about with my coach last week was like inside of me, there is this creative artist inventor type, which is great at R&D and, and strategy. And then <laughs> that person is constantly being judged by this project manager inside of me, wants to know due dates and deadlines and mm -hmm. kills creativity and doesn't allow flow to occur because it's always nagging. But it has benefits to have a project manager on yeah. board. But these two don't trust each other. So if I'm able, when I'm able to take that one day to stand still, mm -hmm. that means that the project manager inside of me trusts the artist inside of me. And, and that's a, something that I'm working on right now. I think truly to be like, hey, uh, such and such day, I, uh, I do not have a phone. Mm -hmm. I am by myself, whatever I do is valid. Mm. Something like that to truly liberate myself in that sense. Mm -hmm. There's so much self-judgment going on to, to really be able to do that. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think it sounds like an amazing project to do. It's know? an experiment. I'm definitely going to experiment with it. Also yeah. to see it as a project for the project manager and be like, yeah. Make it happen. This is the whatever happens today. Yeah. Don't bother me this day. Exactly. <laughs> this is my you know, day. I think it's fair if the other six days are full, project managed, then one no, day. Uh, no, I think also I'm doing that daily. It's just like, uh, how am I going to, because I'm working on my life's work, I'm working on a book, I'm working on software, I'm mm -hmm. coaching people, I'm teaching people, and the project manager in me believes I have to do all those things by myself. Mm -hmm. I have to convince him in the value of creating a team and final collaborations. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking all these steps. I think also like tomorrow I'm driving off to Rotterdam to mm -hmm. brainstorm and work with Ardus and I have to teach in the evening. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So I have to come back. So, I'm taking every step that I'm taking mm -hmm. and celebrating it. I think I'm yeah. doing great. I think, like I said, like my biggest dream is to live on a hill with a landline. <laughs> Take me there. Yeah, I think that's yeah. for me. Then I'm proud of myself. That I'm like, yo, I got my stuff figured out in such mm -hmm. a way that I have a landline. Yeah. And not because I'm closed off from the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I just live in my own flow.
yeah. think that's that's for me the biggest journey is to from a young age i knew i didn't fit in the whatever system is provided i i truly create believe that i can create just as valid and even better systems mm -hmm. for people to reach the, their potential mm -hmm. um but still growing up in an environment where certain things are judged in different ways mm -hmm. allow myself to live without judgment internally mm -hmm. i think it's a great great cause and that's also something i got from the reflection it's like despite all these obstacles from the neck to the leg to the handicap to the illness to the breakups to the whatever i've always stayed true to myself mm -hmm. and at times yeah something occurs that's painful as hell yeah. and you don't know how much time you need to get over that yeah and you don't know how to get over it only thing you know is that you are still here and yeah. you have overcome already but it mm. is still a healing process yeah yeah but that's the whole point like we don't live our lives reverse you know you don't know how much it takes yeah but that's fair enough you can that's what the, the only way to get there to, is like, also you can only connect the dots backwards. afterwards Absolutely. Yeah, you cannot connect yeah. the dots forwards no that's why also like i mean when we talk here all the time about loving change being as resilient as possible that's the whole point like you can whatever happens to you breaking your leg as painful as that is you can sit there and curse and curse more or you can just look at it and be like what is that teaching me god damn it and i think if you like i really my mantra since a couple weeks is to say you get in life what you need not what you want Mm. I find that really powerful because it's so true. Like you get all the lessons in a different mm. cloak all the time until you learn the lesson. And that's exactly that you get in life what you need and not what you want, you know? And uh, yeah, breaking your leg is probably one of those. My burnout is one of those. These are usually not things that are enjoyable and we really feel miserable around them for a long time. But to see, to try exercise every time to see the lesson in it and mm. take out that essence i think that is truly no, it can be that sometimes something is too uh recent to really reflect on it with also learning. yeah it can be just painful you know yeah. i find it difficult to say either you do this or you do that i think it's when you are able to look at things and learn from them that's great and then not also judge yourself it's if it's still too painful like no, I, not judging I needed, yourself not at i all. needed four years to be able to go back to my uh, accident for my leg yeah you know i really i learned a lot but to truly see what i have learned i needed yeah but years. that's a that's a reflection that's not what i mean that's two different things mm. definitely i think the reflection is same valuable to do it because that really mm. like makes you see the bigger picture but only in that moment you can see the bigger picture, you know. But mm. when you're in, in it to at least, uh, I don't know, I would say in some sense, yeah. I mean, a loving change is what we talk about. Mm. We're like, yo, that's not great. I don't like it at all. But that's the point. Like, if you're listening to that this podcast, like, there's a lot of changes we want in our life. And when those occur, we love them. Mm -hmm. plenty of change in each and every one of our lives that we don't want and, yeah. and 
to be able to say I love change requires to uh, be able to also have that emotion towards very painful things in your life. Yeah, and I'm not saying seeing it as something jolly and happy and be like, yo, I broke my leg, great. No, all emotions are welcome and mm. all emotions mm -hmm. are valid to be there. I think that's what we are learning and talking about. Yeah, so, I liked what this uh, Greek guy was saying on a podcast that like uh, loving also has to do with opening up and being vulnerable to getting hurt so when we're talking about love change is also allowing all the hurt that mm -hmm. is involved with a lot of change like name it whatever it is that occurs in a human's life from losing loved ones losing parents mm -hmm. those are the things that are set in stone that will happen but also losing friends because of suicide losing friendships because people grow apart mm -hmm. Uh, every little connection we have in life, when we lose that, it hurts. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that's part of change. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't make friends and shouldn't talk to your parents, but actually cherish every moment you yeah. have them and also cherish the memories when they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, doing that exercise is also something that hurts. I think that's yeah, fair it's to a very say. Painful exercise. For both of us, I guess. Um, Not for the faint hearted. Yeah, but it makes you process. It makes you really look at a bigger picture and it makes you do something with it that makes you understand what happened. And I found that super valuable. And it makes you see a process, where you're coming from mm. and where you're at. Yeah, stuff and that that's, really helps. Stuff that's not described or prescribed because each and every one of us lives such a unique life. Yeah. Only you can see the big red thread in your life. Absolutely. nobody's gonna explain that for you and you are yeah. the only person who decides where your life goes and it's good to know where you have been yeah to know where you're headed absolutely amen to that Amor. thank you for joining back in the podcast again Kay. thanks so much thank you for listening liking subscribing rating it and sharing, sharing with your loved ones sharing That's this with your really loved ones about yeah Check out the Reflection exercise on YouTube. Today is the 22nd. Yep. So it is the episode of the 15th of June. Correct. And it's called Transformative Reflection. See you next week. Love change out. Love change out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.